0: I'm Haley Lamb, host of Teaching History, where history teachers from the local high schools share stories from the past. We learn about history in school as well through books, movies, and videos, but many of us might not realize we may have a personal and family connection to the events. Joe Watts, U.S. history teacher from John Horn High School, is here to tell us how history touched his family.
1: When I was in high school, which was 30-plus years ago, I did a family tree project, and this was well before the internet, of course, and so we had to get letters from other family members and stories from family members and their input. But uh, we have a great grandfather on uh, my mother's side, her grandfather, who his name is Oscar Lowry. And Oscar was born in the 1890s in Alabama, and he has an interesting story. He, uh, like many young men at that time, was in World War I and joined the army. 39th Infantry Company One in October of 1917 and enlisted in the Army to go fight in World War I. And in the war, he is wounded at the Battle of Chateau III, which is French, and that's in July of 1918. And, you know, as I teach in my history class, that is when the United States sent us over to help, you know, fight in World War I under General John J. Pershing, and the American Expeditionary Forces, the AEF. He was a member of that group and in that battle, and that was a big turning point in the war because it caused Germany to begin to retreat back into Germany. So uh, Oscar participated in that battle and was wounded in the battle, and his group was attacked by the mustard gas, the poison gas that was used at the time, which was a new technology. And so he uh, went to uh, Army Hospital and that, and at the end of his stay, he was given a certificate of disability, but one thing that's really cool to our family is that this note here that he was certified as excellent by his, uh, the first lieutenant, W.H. Redmore of the Medical Corps. So it's just kind of neat to know that you have a, an ancestor or a relative who, you know, had great character, you know, even in a war and getting injured and something like that and, and risking his life. but. Uh, Oscar carried the effects of his poison gas treatment that he received, the attack. The rest of his life, they said he was 6'3", but he only weighed like 130 pounds. So he you know, was real skinny, he just couldn't put on the weight that he needed because of that effect. So that was tough on him. But he did return to America in uh, November of 1919, and he married my great-grandmother, and they had my grandmother— in 1926 he and his family were on their farm in Oklahoma and they were celebrating the 4th of July 1929 and this is during the prohibition uh, no alcohol right and so they're on their farm they're celebrating they came home from church and some corrupt federal agents showed up at their farm looking for Moonshine or whatever, in a so-called raid, uh, which they had been conducting these illegally. And it was led by a man named W.W. Snake Thomason, a prohibition agent and three unofficial aides that he had with them. And they show up at the farm, and Oscar and his brother-in-law are there with their family, with my grandmother. And the agents, I don't know if they were... Drunk or what, but they shot and killed Oscar and his brother in law, James Harris, in cold blood. The men had their hands raised up, you know, like we don't have any alcohol, we didn't do anything, whatever. And so they shot him and killed him. And evidence will later show that they didn't have any liquor. And so there's a big investigation. These men are put on trial. The man who shot my great grandfather, Jeff Harris, was sentenced to 50 years in prison, where he dies in prison. My grandmother was three years old, and there was a story of her singing a gospel hymn at the trial to the man who shot and killed her father at three years old, you know, before he goes to prison. So what comes out of that, though, it's kind of neat that the American Legion bitterly condemned these shootings and demanded that the President of the United States take action to stop further corrupt federal agents have kind of do some um, uh, investigations on that department and you know make sure this doesn't happen again because you know many of these men are paid you know by gangsters and whatnot you know to look the other way and and so uh, unfortunately Oscar, you know he was murdered in this but if any good came out of it that they would stop this kind of action from taking place later on, then that you know would be a good thing so. Uh, there are some uh, really cool uh, documents and things and some news reports that we saw, you know, looking now online with the uh, research, and, you know, we want to further that and kind of do some more of it, but I just thought that was a neat story as far as things that I could that I share in class with my kids because it relates to what we teach, you know, in U.S. history.
0: Thanks for joining us on Teaching History. Tune in next week to hear an exciting and possibly new story. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on the newest episode, subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or podcast.com.